Look at my butt. Show number 294 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Happy Shatmas, everyone. It's Shatmas. It's a it's moist and merry Shatmas. The most Shatnerous time of the year. <laughs> And in fact, we got a Christmas gift from Bill. We got his new documentary, which we're going to be talking about. In yes, a I just, just watched it, so I haven't forgotten the whole thing. Okay, good. <laughs> That's excellent. So, uh, yes, listeners, we wanted to wish you all a, a very happy Shatmas and hoping that you're able to spend some time with your loved ones and just kind of take it easy from all the right. shit that's been happening this oh, year. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's just one damn thing after another. It sure is. So we are going to take the time to reflect on how much we appreciate our friends and all the good things that are in our lives, like like Star Trek and Christmas gifts. And each other. And each other, of course. So the first thing we're going to do is we've got a few gifts and we're going to do some some gift opening, the tradition that we always have. Yes. So... um, since you have two and I have one, why don't you do the the small one that you have first, and then I'll do mine, and then you can do your bigger one. How about okay, that? Okay, and, and listeners, um, Lena technically will have two gifts, but her other one is not here yet, and it'll probably be a week or more. So she will get a two-part Shatmas. Ooh, so special. Yes. Okay, so I'm opening this, and I am going, what? It, oh! Oh, wow. <laughs> this is incredible. This is a Shatner luggage tag. <laughs> Star Trek, the original series, Kirk luggage tag. Oh, this is so great. And here, he, did you see it? Okay, it's the picture of Bill. I'll take a picture so we can post it. And then, you know, he's looking very earnest into the mm-hmm. camera and sucking in his cheeks a little, you can tell. <laughs> To explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, TM. (laughs) And then, you know, the other side is where I fill out the little card and slip it in. And I love it. Oh, I just, you know, I I was looking through all the Trek crap that's available this year. (laughs) And of all the things I thought, you know, this, this was the one thing that, you know, I'm always trying to think of like, God, are we going to get to go on another trip again someday? Ever, and, yeah. And if we do, I want you to have this on your luggage because you will never lose your luggage. You never. will always be able to spot it with this thing on it. That's right. That's right. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. You are very welcome. It is wonderful and practical and also hopeful that yes. we will get to go on a trip. Yes, that's exactly all the things that I wanted it to be. So I'm, I'm glad you liked it. Okay. <laughs> And it really made me laugh. I mean, looking at all the things that they put Star Trek on and William mm-hmm. Shatner's face on, I was like, this is good. This is a useful item. This yes. is something you can <laughs> Instead actually Instead of use. something that will just gather dust on a shelf, this will be attached to my suitcase. Yes. So I don't lose it and I will be all set. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So this, now your present to me is quite heavy. Um, I've opened it, but I haven't taken it out so let's see what it let's is let's see what it is oh oh it's a book oh my goodness whoa this is a book that i didn't know existed well i didn't either until i found it this is called the nice and accurate good omens tv companion and it's huge it's like a uh 12 by 14 coffee it's, table yeah book. It's, it's a coffee table book wow this is great you well, know i've been I thinking know about it like these behind the scenes things, yeah so i thought you would enjoy oh, that i love it i'm so excited for the next series like oh. they've, they've been pictures of them mm-hmm. in costume and everything and i'm so jazzed about it wow the pictures in this are gorgeous oh good i was really hoping they beautiful. would be Oh, thank you so much. This is so cool. Wow. Well, that'll, that'll keep you out of trouble for a while. It will. <laughs> oh, what a great book. Thank you. Yay. You're this very is awesome. welcome. <laughs> oh. oh, so good. I can't wait. Okay, now I have to wait till we get done with this podcast so I can start looking at it. Okay, That's I have to right. put it away now. <laughs> yes, we will expect a book report at some point. Yes. Oh, I. you bet. Oh, this is great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Okay. My second present is in a very classy-looking black box. It is. And it says Cornette 
Barcelona. Yes, it does say Carnet Barcelona because that's where it's from. Oh my God. Okay, I am lifting the top off of it. Oh, oh, it is, it's like the top of wine glasses, you know, the stemless mm -hmm. ones. Yes. And it's got this, this beautiful design on it. And then the little card says something about the design being uh, based on the designs by Gaudi. Yes. Oh, this is so great. When we take our break, I'm going to pour some wine in. <laughs> <laughs> they oh. are gorgeous. And it says, I love this. I love stuff like this. Congratulations. <laughs> You are now one of the few owners of a Cornette Barcelona art piece in the world. Sure. Says they're hand-painted. Mm -hmm. They are. It's true. Oh, wow. So I saw these and I thought, first of all, I thought, oh, my God, they're so beautiful. Like, they're really beautiful glasses. They're yes. beautifully shaped. They're nice and heavy on the bottom, so they're not too mm -hmm. easy to knock over, which is always a good thing. And a good uh, size bowl. Yeah. It's a good size bowl. And the colors are so pretty. I mean, they're they're inspired by the, the cathedral where we were. Right, and, right. And I was just like, yes. I looked at them and I thought, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. And then... You could buy one or two, and of course I bought two because uh -huh. we need to be using them together. Yes, you know? yes. And then the other thing about the colors that these particular glasses have, because they have other glasses that are done in slightly different colors, is those colors really remind me of you. Like, those are your colors, sort of like like burgundies and a little bit of orange. Oh, and, wow. and, you know, you have a, you have the, the leather coat that that's that color and the lipstick yes. that your favorite lipstick is that color and wow. I don't know I just looked at it and it was like oh that's her so that's the go. best kind of gift <laughs> thank you so much these you are, are very welcome these are just beautiful oh. and they don't have any sticker on the bottom that I have to <laughs> struggle to peel <laughs> off or anything <gasps> Lovely. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so glad you like them. And I think they're just super pretty to look at. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. even if you're not drinking out of them, if you had them on a shelf and the light was hitting them the right way. Exactly. They, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They're like stained glass. And, you know, I think about that trip so oh, much. Me too. <laughs> and just, you know, what a great time we had. And then, you know, I'll run across an article about 31 things you need to see in Spain. Mm -hmm. And I go, saw that, saw that, saw that. Oh, we didn't <laughs> see this one. We have to go back, you know. Just, oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I Yes, same. I think about it all the time. I think one of my favorite parts was when we went to the Dali Museum and we saw yes. all the jewelry. Like, uh -huh. that was a thing I didn't even know existed. And then it was all there, like stuff that he personally designed and made. And I was so blown away by how beautiful all those things were. That was yes. great. Yep. Just great. Ugh, amazing. It was a fantastic trip. It, it was. really was. Good. Well, yay. Well, yay. Merry Christmas. I'm glad you like them. Well, Merry Christmas, Merry Shatless to you and to <laughs> all our listeners. Yes. We hope that you get good presents that you like as well. Yes. Yes. We hope Santa is good to all of you, and I can't think of any reason why he wouldn't be. No. Santa needs to be extra nice to everybody this year. Oh, I know. <laughs> it has been the year of hell, and we all need some relief at the end of it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Um. Let's talk about Bill's Christmas gift to us, which was his documentary called Shatner in Space, which made me think of the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, so this documentary, I wasn't sure whether it was going to be just about him going to space or about more than that, but really it was just about him going to almost space. So it was nice. It was focused. I like that. Yes. I, I wish, you know, it's short. It's only 45 minutes. Yep. But I wish there had been more about the training because I mm -hmm. think that would have been fun and interesting. Mm -hmm. Whereas this was more about like his, uh, his decision, his emotional preparation, mm -hmm. telling his family, which was all fine. Very interesting. 
Yeah, it, it was good. I was glad that they had included more footage from on the Blue Origin craft as it went up and as they were up there. It was better footage and clearer than I'd seen previously, like on the internet and on the Blue Origin site. Right. So they had to have a camera set up there to, you know, they didn't have a cameraman up there with them. No, but they obviously I guess, had a camera pointing at Bill's seat. Yeah, I think there were two, there might have been two cameras because it looked like there were slightly different points of view. Oh, but maybe so. It, it was great to be able to see it and to hear him uh, just at a complete loss for words. He mm -hmm. just kept saying weightlessness as they were floating oh around God. the cabin. Well, you know, when he said, holy cow, in like two or three interviews recently, I've heard him say, holy cats, <laughs> which um, my grandma used to say in Minnesota, and a lot of Minnesota and Canadian, you know, kind of overlap, so that always cracks me up when oh, Bill says, holy cats, because I always think, Bill, he's, you know, sophisticated, everything, then he uses my grandma's phrase. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's an old man, you know. I know, I know that. Um, my favorite part, I have to say, was they, they showed a scene right at the beginning and then it was repeated later on um, when they were in the spacecraft and they were getting ready to lift off. Mm -hmm. There was a slight problem, a little bit of a delay, and the they were telling them in the craft, you know, mm -hmm. we got to check this out, got to make sure it's okay. We might have to scrub it, but we don't know. And Bill's like, what? What's going on? <laughs> the woman who represents Blue Origin relayed to him is like, well, they have to check this out. They have to make sure that we're okay. We can't lift off if it's not safe. And he sort of to himself goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm here. I'm buckled in. <laughs> oh, so funny. So that just made me laugh so hard because it was it's such a such a great thing to say. Um, so yes, I I enjoyed it. I liked seeing him, presumably in real time, telling his kids and Liz that he was going to do it. I guess that was real and not staged. Well, it sure seemed like it. Um, the third daughter wasn't there. Right. And I don't know if she just did not want to be filmed or mm. wasn't available or whatever. Hard to say. Yeah. Uh, they certainly seemed concerned <laughs> and wanted they did. a lot more explanation. Like, okay, Dad, slow down. What yeah. is going on here? Yeah. Um, Why would you want to do this? Mm -hmm. You're 90. <laughs> uh, I very much appreciated that Liz was there looking great. And Bill was like, yes, as uh, talking to them all as your dad and as your husband. Oh. Like, okay, he's not even pretending anymore. No, so. and he had his wedding ring on when he went yeah. in space. Of course. Of so. course. I, I'm so curious to know what the story is behind that. I think we've sort of figured out it's a tax thing or something right. to do with his estate. But I would just love to know who told him to do it. What was the story? Like, what did Liz say mm -hmm. when he said all this? And whether there was some, you know, stupid legal restriction, like, you know, in order for it to really be effective, you have to live apart for three weeks. Or, okay, you yeah. know, when you used to have to get a divorce in, in uh, Las Vegas, right? The quick mm -hmm. divorces, you'd have to be a resident there for six weeks or some dumb thing like that. And That's right. I, I just want to know what the whole story is. I hope we find out one day because I'm sure it will be very interesting. It sure will. So it was good. It was interesting. If you get Amazon Prime, I would recommend seeing it. I mm -hmm. have to say, uh, because of recent events, I was sort of seething with fury at Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. I hate him. I hate him so much. And I understand that, you know, this was a long time ago in, in today's time. Right. Um, you know, he's a billionaire and billionaires shouldn't exist. That should be illegal. They should mm -hmm. not have all that money. And he's being very you know, sort of pally-pally with Bill, and Bill refers to him as my friend. Mm -hmm. But the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking, hey, man, you basically murdered people in warehouses when yep. tornadoes came. You're, mm -hmm. you're a fucking fascist, and you're awful, and, you know, good for you for doing this, but it doesn't make up for the fact that you're probably killing people every day because your workplaces are so abusive. Well, um, I was thinking about it a little differently. But as I, I hadn't, I don't believe I'd ever seen Jeff Bezos speak before. You know, mm -hmm. you see photos mm -hmm. and things. And so I was surprised that he came across in this as intelligent and as having some depth. Mm -hmm. And yes. I was like, wow, no, I do not, I'm not giving him a pass. No. On, on what happened, you know, with the warehouses. One was here in Southern Illinois. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but 
I don't know. It's his dream. It's his money. You know, what can we yeah, do? Yeah, I know. It is his money. I, and I agree. I thought he came off really well. Like, if you didn't know about how awful Amazon is and that they murdered people in their warehouses, yeah. you'd be like, oh, this guy really is optimistic about the future. But he's a sociopath like they all are all the mm -hmm. billionaires and i guess he's just very good at presenting himself as a reasonable as as a facsimile of a reasonable human being well um, that's one of the sociopath skills that some of them yes, have I think, exactly you know? i i think that's exactly right so it was it was hard to watch him mm -hmm. and also you know he's like well you know the future of humankind is that we're going to be doing all our manufacturing in space so that we're not polluting the planet like, no, we're not. That's not how it's going to work. Well, and I'm going, even if we are, we're going to leave all our pollution out in space? Yeah, I mean, exactly. What? It's like, oh, no. Yeah. You haven't thought this through. Mm -hmm. It's funny. I, I was just, um, see, there was an article saying that, uh, you know, in order to cut down on the amount of um, sea traffic pollution, they're going to attach giant kites to these cargo ships that go across the ocean. It's like, really, giant kites attached to ships. Hmm, I think what you've done there is invent sails. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what wow. you just did, you know? <laughs> what a concept. What a concept. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, but we're not going to call them sails, though. We're going to call them, I don't know, what are we going to call them? Aqua kites. That's yeah, a good name, right? Kites. That's very good. Good for you. <laughs> So yeah, he just he's one of those guys. Anyway, so that's my personal thing. I like you, I can't give him a pass and I cannot put my my you know, fury of a thousand sons aside for what's yeah, been happening yeah. to people and those poor people who died because their supervisors wouldn't let them go home in a mm -hmm. tornado. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um one of the other things I really did like in this documentary though were the scenes at Comic-Con where this guy's on his phone, he's going, oh, my God, he's going into space. Yes. Showing it to his friend. And, th you know, that was very genuine, I thought. The yes. fans getting the news for the first time and their comments were wonderful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I enjoyed them a lot. I thought, yes, I, I liked that. I thought that was a, a brilliant idea for them to be on the spot mm -hmm. and get some, some live reactions. Yeah. Uh, it, it was funny. At the very beginning, they were showing a, a montage of clips from uh, – Bill's various acting roles in mm -hmm. uh, Twilight Zone and um, what was the other one? Uh, Outer Limits. Outer Limits, yeah. Right, and then Star Trek. And I think the voiceover was, oh, no, Jeff Bezos, in fact, said, William Shatner isn't Captain Kirk. And I said, well, no, he is. <laughs> he really is. Like, <laughs> you can't just say that. I like when one of the other astronauts said to him, wow, you're a really great actor. Have you ever <laughs> thought about that? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty damn funny. It was. It was very good. I The other people who went up on the flight seemed very um, comfortable with him, which was mm -hmm. good. You know, you always worried that they're going to spaz out and be weird, but everybody yeah. seemed good. And he seemed pretty comfortable. Yeah, you're right. I wish that they had shown a little more of the, the training that went into mm -hmm. it. Um, there was, oh, yes, of course. I laughed so hard when there was that scene with Bill and Jeff Bezos riding horses. Yes. Because it must be in his contract now, right? Whenever he's in a thing, if there's an opportunity to, to ride a horse, it has to happen. Like, you don't get William Shatner unless you get William Shatner on a horse. Well, and, you know, I think they showed him with the, the one of his horses, the one that he kept calling Big Boy. Good yes, boy. yes, that was fun. I think they were packing him up to travel, so I think that horse went. Oh, That might have been the horse Bill rode. Maybe, yeah. But I got, I got the impression, and maybe I was supposed to, and it's not necessarily true. I did get the impression that in that particular segment, they were on Bezos's ranch. I wondered about that. Yeah, they didn't well, say where it Bill was. Well, and if Bill Shatner gets on a ranch, he's going to go, where's the horse? <laughs> yeah. I must ride the horse, you know? Right. And then I was wondering, so the, the way it was shot was the two of them are on horses and they're coming towards the camera. So I thought, okay, how is the cameraman filming this? Is the cameraman also on a horse with the the camera pointed behind them or is the camera person on a little truck and is 
driving really, really, really slowly because the horses were just walking. They weren't well, going yeah. in a clip. Or was there a little drone that was flying in front of them? Like, I just wanted to know how they filmed that because right. the horses seemed pretty relaxed. Like, they, they didn't seem to be worried about some mm-hmm. pickup truck in front of them or something. Well, they take their cues from who's riding them, especially if it's someone they're familiar with. Right, yeah. And, of course, Bill is in charge. They're going to trust him. Oh, yeah. Well, who wouldn't? Yeah. It was interesting. Um, You're right. I had forgotten about seeing him with his horse at his ranch, presumably. Mm -hmm. Um, And just the way he was interacting with the horse was really sweet to see, you know. Well, I got the biggest kick out of it because that's exactly how I talk to Jack. (laughs) <laughs> when we're yeah. alone together, uh-huh. I'm always telling me such a good boy. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, oh, and that, that really touched me. I liked it, it a lot. It was great. And, and to see him be so physically affectionate, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was like pressing his face against the horse's face. You know, oh, and I'm like, like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hit you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do that when Jack's underfoot and I yep. accidentally step on him. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know? It was great just to see him be so affectionate and mm-hmm. sweet and comfortable and so hands-on with his horse like really not um not dominating his horse no just being on the same level that was Mm -hmm. really really good people could learn from that yep that was great um i love too when he said when i'm not performing my life is family dogs and horses (laughs) yep and i thought you know then that's that's really good because i think all of those things are very good for you. Now, some people are not in a good situation with their family, but he seems to be okay. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. Uh, you know, dogs, horses, all cats, all your pets, whatever, they're, they're therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, and we did get to see his dogs quite a bit. They were yes. loafing around and, yep, uh, and, and doing running stuff. and yep. oh boy, we're out, we're doing things. Oh, it was good. It was really good. It and really now we was. know... We know what the uh, gate leading to his house looks like. Just mm-hmm. in case we ever need to know that, they had a good shot of it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, so yep. Can can recommend, except for the Jeff Bezos part of it. But, yeah. Um, well. Yep. <laughs> but this was great. That it you know was more than just, or that we got to see more than just what we had seen on the news on the day and the day after. I also like that they had a little clip of Anderson Cooper giggling. Oh yes. Funniest giggle. <laughs> it was really good. It and was he really was good. really just floored by Bill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you see someone like him who's interviewed heads of state and everything else, just sort of turning into a fanboy, it's really fun. Oh, it was really good. Really, really good. Bill's such a pro. It was so mm-hmm. good to see him, you know, handling all the media that went with it and, yep. and all the people. He's so in charge. It was yep. great. Okay. Hey, um, we've got two other things to talk about, some mm-hmm. other media to talk about. One is the center seat. I want to talk a little bit about that. Okay. And then we have to start talking about discovery. And I have a lot of complaints. So, okay. Um, well, I will balance that a little uh-huh. because I, I am caught up. Okay. And, and I know you're not. But the most recent episode had some stuff in it I liked. Okay. Well, so. you're going to have to try to do kind of spoiler free because I know that's, I, I've that's only what watched the that's first That's what I'm going to do. Okay. So let's take a little break. Okay. And then I'm going to get some wine. I'm going to get a drink and then we'll talk about this stuff. Okay. Be right back. Space, a final frontier. <laughs> These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission, to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Listeners, we would love to hear from you. Send us email at lookathisbutt at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and leave us a comment. Tell us your Trek news. And I luckily had the ingredients to make that wonderful drink 
we had in Barcelona. <gasps> oh yes, with the wine and uh, and Seven Up. I did not have like a lemon slice or anything like that to put in it, so I'm missing that little bit. But I'm making these new glasses feel right at home oh, with good. the Barcelona wine sort of spritzer. Yes, and it it's was so very good. Uh, how are they to hold? Are they comfortable? Like yes, any bigger, Indian. it would have been a bit much for my hands, but it's perfect. Oh, good. Yay. Oh, oh this one is so good. <laughs> <laughs> How does it look in the glass? Does it look Well, nice? I want to get a picture of it, but I got to get get it against um, the right sort of background to, mm -hmm. you know, to for it to show up. But it looks really beautiful because oh, it, the wine is sort of, you know, coloring that magenta part even a little deeper. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Good. That is good. Okay. All right. Let's let's talk about this thing. So I've complained before. This is a day for me complaining about things. Um, is this are we on, on center seat? We're on center seat now, yes. So um <laughs> for those of you who are following along at home, this series, the center seat, uh, is on the history channel. So the first two episodes were on the history channel to start. And then they wanted you to go and subscribe to the History Vault to watch the rest of it. Now, I had a free trial to the History Vault through my cable provider. So I watched the other stuff that was on there. Okay. So the first two episodes, I think we talked about this before. It was about TOS and it was very good, but very rushed. They crammed a lot of stuff into it. And then the second one was about the animated series. So that was interesting. Um, so moving on, episode three is about the movies and also phase two they did a good job talking mm -hmm. about phase two and so um talking about the first motion picture episode four was about the rest of the most the old series motion pictures and then after that there was one about um next generation there was one about ds9 there was one that was mostly about q <laughs> um and then just the other day, there was a new episode that showed up out of the blue about Voyager. Wow. So I got it. I'm like, how many episodes are in this thing? And mm -hmm. why, why aren't they telling us how many episodes are going to be in this thing? Like, I, I don't understand why it's taking a long time to put them together or even to say that there are going to be, well, how many is that? That's one, two, three, four, five, six extra ones that are on the history vault. Maybe there will be more. I don't know. Hmm. Um, at the very end of the one about Voyager, they did a super quick, like, you know, and Voyager was this, and then there was Enterprise, and then there's Lower Decks, and then there's the movies, and then there's and it like rushed through every other track that came after Voyager, which I thought was really weird. Yeah. So I don't know if that means that there are going to be more episodes or whether they just decided to wrap it all up there. Hmm. There are two additional episodes on History Vault. One is called Starships, and it's just, it's ship porn. It's about, yeah. who cares? And then the other one is called Trek Stars, and it's little profiles of the main actors for each hmm. of the series. Okay. And that, that's interesting, too. The thing I liked about the Voyager episode was that they showed some of the footage with um, the woman who was cast before... Uh, Kate uh, Mulgrew, thank you. Oh, oh yes, Jean-Vivre Bougeot. Yes. And I hadn't seen that footage before. Oh, I'd seen a little bit of it, yeah. Okay. Well, they showed some longer clips, and it's pretty obvious watching it that she was not going to be a good fit with them. Like, she really does not inhabit that character. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was good. It was interesting, and I still don't like Voyager that much, and they didn't talk to uh, Jerry Ryan, and they didn't talk to some of the other people who were on the show, but um, they did talk to Kate Mulgrew, and, and you know, she's always very well-spoken about it. And mm -hmm. it, it was good to, to see them give it some time, and then I kept thinking, like, are they going to talk are they going to do a whole episode about Enterprise? Not as bad as you remember it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So I'm just putting it out there. There could be more episodes of this or not. Nobody's telling you. Who it's knows? It's a big surprise. Who knows? Just check back once in a while. Maybe there'll be a new one. Well, maybe if you subscribe to their thing, they'll send you something. But why would you want to spend money on the chance that yeah. maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or that there, there might, you know... The, they put all these episodes out, and then there was like a gap of almost a month before this Voyager episode showed up. 
So are they editing them now in real time or something? I don't get it. It's weird. Maybe they only had the, the funding to do like six episodes and they went, oh, gee, we've done too much on these other things. <laughs> Quick, do Enterprise and Voyager. Step, step, step. You Maybe. Know? It's possible. I, I just wish there was a little more insight into what was happening. That would be good. But yeah. So um, I would advise people to check your cable channel because mine and now I'm remembering it was through my cable provider I have Xfinity here in California and mm -hmm. when you're an Xfinity subscriber they give you uh, rewards now yes. they have like bonus points or something I don't know and one of the things was a month-long subscription to History Vault with no obligation to keep subscribing like you just get it free for a month yep. and I was like this is great so that's how I've been watching all this stuff but other than that, like, I wouldn't bother subscribing to the History Vault because I think it's mostly, you know, Hitler documentaries. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Nobody needs to watch that. And I got to think that this stuff will eventually make its way to regular History Channel. They're not going to keep it in the vault forever. Well, think. we hope. Yeah. I, think so. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So that's my report on, on the center seat. Okay. Then there's Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> So I was putting off watching Discovery because I had other things to watch. There's too much on TV right now, and I can't keep up with it all. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm only restricted to watching the things I really want to see. Like, we had to finish watching Doctor Who. Well, and, yeah. And then we've been watching uh, the Marvel series Hawkeye, which is good. I like that. But all of these things, especially Doctor Who... Every episode is so intense, right? It's mm -hmm. not like putting on an episode of some light comedy where you don't really have to get emotionally involved. I'm just expecting everything to be like I have to pay attention really, really hard mm -hmm. and and get involved and understand what's going on. And especially with Discovery, remember everything that happened in the previous three seasons, which I can barely do. Well, that's you. Now, <laughs> I gave up on that. <laughs> And I'm living totally in the present, watching it, getting what I can out of it. And then yeah. afterwards, I read the synopsis, you know, online. And I'm going, oh, I don't even remember seeing that part. Oh, I didn't know that's what that was. And I'm perfectly happy watching it. There. Well, that's probably a better way to live. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I agree. But I, somehow I can't. Anyway, um, so I was putting off watching Discovery, but I finally watched the first episode the other night and I know we're up to like episode five now or something. I think so yeah. So um, here here are my things. Um, it's very pretty and I'm glad that it's back and that's nice like it's you know it's Star Trek and I'm glad that it's on the show and it's nice to see the Federation and all that but my main thing which um, as I said to you in email I really hope that this becomes a plot point is that Burnham is now the captain of Discovery right mm -hmm. they promoted her at the end of the last season and the crew was really happy yay she's captain now because Saru left and right. he's coming back I know that but she's captain she's a bad captain oh yeah <laughs> She's oh, a yeah. very, very bad captain, and they should never have promoted her to be captain. Mm -mm. And in this first episode, she does some really stupid stuff and is called on it by the new Federation president, who looks like she's part Cardassian, which was sort of interesting. Yeah. So there's a long scene in that first episode where she and the Federation president are they're not arguing, but they're talking and the president keeps saying, like, you're not ready to do these things. You're you're making these giant swings. You're taking things for granted. You're putting people's lives in jeopardy. You're really not ready. And Burnham keeps pushing back like, but no, I'm the most qualified person. I should be doing this like I, I it, they talked about the Kobayashi Maru in that episode, if mm -hmm. you remember it. And she refuses to accept that, like Kirk, that there could be a no win scenario. But I, I couldn't figure out whose point of view we were supposed to be taking, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the show, typically you're supposed to identify with the main character who would be Burnham. So there's Burnham defending her captaincy and defending her actions and just defending herself. But taken objectively, the Federation president is absolutely right. Yeah. So, well, I how are you supposed the, to feel? I don't understand. I think the only reason Burnham is in that seat is because, um, what's his name, Saru? Yeah. Saru, yeah. He left. Yeah. And given 
that this is a what six hundred year old ship or something? <laughs> Nine hundred, I think. Very special yeah. capability. Yeah. You really, at least for the first few years, need somebody who's part of that group, part of that crew, and it comes down to her and Saru. Yeah, I guess, but. I, I think okay. she got it by, you know, if we were being realistic, not following the rules of a TV show, mm -hmm. she would be captain by default. Yeah. Not because she earned it or because anybody thinks she's the best. Yeah, I think that that's right. So if that's the case, and I can accept that as the premise for the show, I think it would have been far more effective to show the background behind that and to show the people at Starfleet arguing about this because mm -hmm. I am sure that there were people who were like, she's too young, she doesn't have any experience in leadership, you know, she's not an officer, she didn't come up through Starfleet Academy mm -hmm. to be an officer, like, this is a bad idea. And the other people essentially saying what you just said, like, mm -hmm. look, we're in a desperate situation, somebody has to be captain, she has it, and then the other people going, well, I don't know, I don't know, she could blow yeah. the ship up, we don't know. But there was none of that. There was no kind of conflict. It was just like they, they just went, oh, you're great, and mm -hmm. your, your crew is so great, they know how to do everything. They got up to speed on 900 years of technology in two weeks, and now they know how to do everything. And, yep. you know, it just, I don't know. I. I want there to be more conflict about it. And I hope that her bad captaincy is a point that gets explored a little bit more in this season. Well, I'll well. tell you, without being spoilerish, there mm -hmm. are so far five episodes and I've watched them all. Okay. And sort of an ongoing, very minor undertone running through it is there is a lot of Burnham doing things to prove herself, although they okay. never say to prove herself. Okay. But, all right. You know. I mean, you're, as far as I'm concerned, you're, you're right on it. Okay. That um, there has to be, I don't know, she has to either, you know, earn that seat finally and have yeah. somebody say, oh, good, you finally caught on how to do this, mm -hmm. you know, or else kick her out and put somebody in there who can do it. Well, that's what I'm hoping is going to happen, actually. Yeah. I think that would be a really good arc for her is to be demoted because she can't handle it now. And, and this would be never. the second time she's demoted. So. Exactly. So, <laughs> right. yeah, I yeah. mean, I think there's there's a theme happening there. Um, I was appalled at the whole uh, making second contact with that planet of the, the butterfly people. Yes. You know, they played it for laughs. Ha ha. It was very funny. But it was appalling. Like, she's so bad at that. It was, mm -hmm. it was the worst kind of Federation representation that you could have in yeah. such a crucial situation. Like, we've been watching Lower Decks, right? And yes. Captain Freeman is so good at that stuff. And I'm like, you should be... Captain Freeman should be doing this, right? Like, yes, <laughs> even if she is a cartoon. Even if she's a cartoon, <laughs> she should be doing it because she's very bad at diplomacy and obviously has never had any instruction in it. And that whole encounter could have been avoided, I thought, when they approached this planet that had this amazing array of satellites, right? And the satellites weren't working because they didn't have any dilithium. Why didn't they start with that? Why didn't they go in, assess the situation, and the first thing to say to these aliens was, hey, we noticed that your array isn't working, and we can fix it for you right now. Would you like that? <laughs> yeah. And then they fix it, and then they say, hey, look, we fixed your array um, because we're the Federation, and we want to help you, so we can leave now, or we can help you some more. How about that? Like, that would have been so much smarter mm -hmm. and better yeah. than going in there and not knowing what was happening because they figure it out in in the space of what like 15 seconds when it comes down to it and they're being shot at and jumping off a cliff oh and i know and that running nonsense. and being shot at went on oh, way too long ridiculous just ridiculous and like come on you guys don't need to do this mm -hmm. and you know they get in a little not a spaceship but a little star wars-esque ship mm -hmm. that scoots around on the planet and they immediately crash it well okay now you've wasted that mm -hmm. and then they have to run some more and then they have to hide behind a rock and it's like this is dumb it it just it could have been handled so much better mm -hmm. it in a in a place where we're supposed to be taking this super seriously like this is the federation trying to rebuild itself this is the federation trying to reestablish contact with these amazing civilizations who have had very little contact and they're pissed off at the federation and mm -hmm. they're pissed off at everything right now 
you can't go into that like like she did Mm -hmm. you know all jokey and making mistakes and saying the wrong things and just acting like you're so superior they Mm -hmm. were entirely in the right when they said to her oh so now the federation's going to come back and be our friends again right we're supposed to trust you after everything that happened like if we were the aliens we'd be saying exactly the same thing and again she doesn't earn their trust in any way except right at the end and that was only because they were in a crisis Mm -hmm. it just made me so frustrated because you can't let people be starship captains if they don't know how to do diplomacy it just made me very very mad um my other i have so many complaints but i'll try to (laughs) i'll try not to spoil this whole thing by ranting so much but is Stamets the only person who works in engineering now? <laughs> like, there was nobody else in the engine room but him. Oh, well, um, technically Till- Tilly is still there, although maybe she wasn't in the engine room that episode. And okay. so is... Um, Adira works there, too. Adira right? works there. She's like Tilly's apprentice. Yeah. And um, but... Tig Notaro, I can't remember the name of her yeah, character. Uh, She's yeah. technically there, although we don't see her. But yeah, we yeah. really only do see Stamets. It just seemed weird. They have this giant set for engineering, and he's the only one who's, like, running around yeah, from console yeah. to console doing stuff. So that led me to another thing, which I want your opinion on. Um, so they came to the future with, they said, right, like 100 people or something? Something, yeah. In the crew. It was a small number. Right. Since that time, however long that's been, and I have zero idea of how long it's been since they came to the future. Has it been, like, a year or something? I don't know. Um do they have more crew now? Did they take more people on, or is it still just the skeleton discovery crew? No, I think at one point in one of the episodes you haven't seen yet, there there is a little something about people coming on board, but I'm not remembering. Okay. So they could right, be, you know, filling it out. Okay. It just seems weird that there aren't more people yeah, around the yeah. ship. I, you know, can they really run a ship with with a hundred people? That mm-hmm. it seems unlikely. So that that sort of worried me. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. I I'm annoyed that she's not being a good captain, mm-hmm. and um, I'm also annoyed. And I've said this in other podcasts when we've talked about the things that happen in these, that the stakes are so high all the time. Yes. You know, it. I'm so tired of it. Did they really have to blow up Book's planet? Mm-hmm. Why the whole planet? Well, and that's like, <laughs> you know, the the uh, Jar Jar universe where they had to blow up Vulcan. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. just kill some people. They had to blow up Vulcan, one of the a whole planet. The, the underpinnings of the whole yeah. franchise. You know exactly. Yeah, and and the same with what happened with uh, Romulus. Like yeah. they had to get rid of the whole planet. Like could we scale it down? Like not everything has to be galaxy destroying, planet destroying, mm-hmm. civilization destroying. Like let's make our stories a little bit smaller so we can actually know what's happening and it it was such a I knew it was going to happen too like the whole beautiful gentle thing of book going and doing this little ceremony with his nephew Mm -hmm. and all that the only reason that's in that episode is so that everybody feels bad when the planet blows up well and it's also like for some reason they seem to believe that's the only way of building some emotional weight yeah. into the characters. Yes. It's having the most horrible thing happen. Why couldn't yes. something just bad happen? Or why couldn't something really good happen that makes them change their perspective, you know? Exactly. I, I'm just, I'm very, very tired of, you know, these civilization-destroying events that happen. I, 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 this was my, my, um, my worry about Doctor Who as well, for those of you who watch Doctor Who, mm-hmm. is that in this past six-episode flux thing, basically half the civilizations in the universe got destroyed. Right. Is that the way it is now? <laughs> like, like, are we not going to press a reset button and make them all come back? Like, that's know. it, huh? Just know. half the civilizations in, not the galaxy, yeah. the entire universe were destroyed. Did we really have to destroy that much? Could we please stop destroying mm-hmm. so much? Yep. In our fiction, I don't like reading fiction about destruction. Yeah. It, it, and it if, feels bad. And if that <laughs> takes up the majority of a show's time and budget and energy, I don't care. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's you get numb to it. It just doesn't yes, mean anything yes. anymore. So, I, you know, 
in in the the other plot the I guess it was the main plot, but it felt like a B plot where they discovery had to rescue the space station that was spinning around Mm -hmm. like a top, Mm -hmm. you know, there was some effort to get to know at least the guy who was the main, uh, in charge of the space station. I can't remember what his name was. And then he dies. Oh, it's so tragic. Of course he dies. I knew he was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It was very obvious that he was going to be the one person who died. Who bites it. Yeah. Who bites it. But did they even have to kill him? Like, what was the point of killing him? Why, why couldn't they just have let him live? I don't know. I want more people to live. Just this time, let everybody live. That's what I want to happen. Okay, well, here's my point of view, and I'm okay, going to tell be me. very spoiler-free. Okay. Um, as I said, I just, like a day or two ago, watched episode five. And mm-hmm. I had really been putting it off because I realized I don't care about any of those characters. <laughs> there's not a one who, when they're doing their things, there's no one that I'm going, oh, get back to her. You know, I want to mm-hmm. see that. Um, and in that way, for me, it's very TNG. Mm-hmm. Because TNG, when I did watch it, I watched it for what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Star Trek universe, I didn't watch it because of Picard or Riker. Although, you know, each of them had moments I enjoyed. None of them was the attraction for me. Mm-hmm. And in the episodes between what you've seen and through, or, you know, through episode five, um, they're kind of doing... Uh, well, let's throw this at the wall and see if it sticks. Mm-hmm. So this was supposed to be this season-long arc about the DMA. Do you know that's what they're calling it? Oh, no. That's the event that destroyed Yeah, the something-something anomaly. Yeah. So it's the <laughs> okay. DMA. Um, okay. But no, they keep going back to, like, you know, smaller jobs and, <laughs> and doing these other things. And, and they have one episode where you can tell they, the memo came down from above. You have got to give us more about these secondary characters. Mm-hmm. So that episode has at least five plot lines. Oh, my God. Each about a different secondary character. Mm. And it's, it's obvious. So then we get back to next episode, the DMA. And it's it's just tiring that they're trying to mix um, almost self-contained episodes with, oh, wait, now we got to go to the DMA. The other thing that occurred to me, okay, now that Starfleet is all in one place, Starfleet Academy is mm-hmm. in the same place as headquarters. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the ships return to, I guess, when they're done with their run or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... Whenever it's something that, that's an emergency, we got to send the Discovery because they can, boop, get right there and, boop, come right back. And I thought, you know, this is like cop show <laughs> where um, you, there, you're going out on this. Go on, get out on the street and do this. And then they come back. And then the next call, oh, you're going again, you know, and everything. And I'm going, gee, this is getting tired. But here's the redeeming thing. In the most recent episode... This is where it really comes home. It's so TNG. There is a guest character, a guest Ooh. star, uh-huh. and he is interesting and points up, of course, how boring the rest of them are. <laughs> um, but I really liked him a lot, and I am thinking he is going to be in at least one more episode. I would like him to be in everything. His first name, the character's first name is Ruan. He's some sort uh-huh. of alien, but this is character that holds my attention. Okay, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, um, that will be very good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just getting frustrated with it as a series, and I'm really hoping that Strange New World does not like this. Oh, I know. I, I will know. be very disappointed. Yeah, um, you know, I. It's so funny, isn't it, that uh, with all this new track, my favorite is Lower Decks. Like, oh, I know. <laughs> just, me too. <laughs> And it's, as we've talked about before, you know, it is Star Trek through and through. It's not just a cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. It is a legitimate Star Trek series, and I think it's the best one. It so absolutely far. is. But the thing with the big, with all the big major things happening, that's what the movies are for. Yes. Because then you can focus on it. The, the problem all the way through is that we got to get the whales back, and there's no little side mm-hmm. trips to anything, right? Yep, yep, exactly. You know, it. I, you can tell me without spoiling it if this is a that's thing that they do, right? So the whole point of Discovery going out there, as we see in that first episode, is that they're trying to do second contact with all these civilizations, mm-hmm. and they're di- delivering dilithium to them as yes. a show of goodwill. But also, 
Yeah, they have to keep going back to Starfleet headquarters and then they get sent out on the emergency missions when other ships can't do it. So my question is, why the hell are they delivering the dilithium in the first place? Like, that seems like a really low priority compared to putting out these emergency fires when there are space stations spinning around like tops in the middle of things. Well, and one of the things that comes up, uh, without being spoilery, in at least one of the episodes is Starfleet wants to use their their special warp ability. They want to duplicate that. Yeah. So yeah. when the the uh, discovery is not out on an emergency mission, there should be Star Trek engineers crawling all over it, trying yeah. to figure out how can we use this because right now we've got one guy who can pilot. Right, right. Yeah. So I was wondering about that when the when the president of the Federation was saying to Burnham, you know, oh, we're trying to develop the spore technology so we can put it in more ships. And I'm like, who's going to pilot those ships? Like, it exactly. seems like there's one guy right now. Exactly. And, yeah. yeah. So, mm. um, yeah, you know, I think it's got I think it's got a lot of problems. Now, I want to get into the actor whispering thing. Oh, please. Because it is infecting other shows or maybe it uh. always has, but I'm just seeing it here's the thing in real life people don't talk like that <laughs> unless they're actually telling you a secret right uh-huh, uh-huh i don't know who told these actors that was a good idea but it is very damaging to your voice to do mm-hmm. that long mm-hmm. but also as i said nobody talks like this so it breaks the reality of it mm-hmm. that they that they they all talk like this and it also restricts your vocal range and therefore is restricting your acting range. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, when there comes a point where maybe a character would have to yell, they don't yell, that's when they speak in a normal tone. Mm-hmm. And it just, it makes it so boring. And then I was watching an episode of real Star Trek, <laughs> and I don't remember which one it was, but when the, the time came to, you know, light a fire under people, all Kirk had to do was put some steel into his voice. Yes. He didn't have to yell at him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of what makes him a commander is that voice, I swear to God. And have mm-hmm. this whispery person who maybe stops whispering just isn't, isn't dramatic. It doesn't call my attention. Pay attention. Something's going on here. Oh, she stopped whispering. It's ridiculous, and it's not just her. You know, all of them are doing it. The the men actors, the alien actors, everybody whispers. <sighs> and uh, there was a, an article recently about what is wrong with television sound, and they were pointing <laughs> out, here's all the things that are wrong and how they're trying to mimic movies, and they brought up the whispering. Oh, good. You know, and it's just, it's so annoying, but it's it's part of what is cutting me off from these characters. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and that whenever Burnham or any of them, you know, have to be serious. Remember how Kirk could be serious, but with a little light touch to it? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. no, nobody can do that. <laughs> it's just, it's not happening. So it's like, oh, boy, you know. I, I agree completely. The And you're right. It throws you out of what's going on because, mm-hmm. okay, one thing, I can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> so I'm like, Unless I have the closed captioning on, yeah. I'm kind of like, what? What did they just say? And then they're talking so softly that there's no way the other person acting in that scene could possibly hear what they're saying, mm-hmm. right? So if it's supposed to be in any way realistic, it's absolutely not. If somebody across the room cannot hear you when you've dropped your voice down so low that they really can't, like, it just doesn't work. It doesn't, it, it's not realistic in that way. Right. And at least on, you know, old Star Trek, so TOS definitely, and then even TNG, mm-hmm. the way that people talked, especially on the bridge, like, clear communication is super important. Oh, so yeah. you have to speak clearly and make sure your voice is heard and your information is being communicated in the most straightforward way possible, especially mm-hmm. in a crisis. And I had seen an article um, about Discovery 2 saying that the bridge crew especially are too jokey with each other. And after seeing this first episode, I agree. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, when Book and Burnham are running around getting shot at on that planet and they call up to the bridge and um, she asks them to do something and um, Tilly says something like, um, are you being chased again or something? Mm-hmm. 
It's like, you don't say that to the captain of the ship. That's a Star Wars thing. They're smart-alecky all through Star mm. Wars stuff. It's bad. I really hope it doesn't come to mm-hmm. infect Star Trek because you can't be that way. I mean, yeah, we know that they're friendly and we know that until recently Burnham was not the captain, mm-hmm. but now you're the captain yep. and people have to respect you. And when you're on duty, you can't let people talk to you like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, you can't. Right. And you can't let some people talk to you like that and other people not talk to you like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the the only person on the whole enterprise who gets to talk to Kirk like that is Dr. McCoy. Mm-hmm. And that's because he's the only one who outranks him, you know, in, in that yeah. way. Technically, yeah. yes. And also because, like, you know, he's a crank and he comes up to the bridge mm-hmm. when he doesn't have anything better to do. It's like, yeah. that's his whole... I'll go up and bug Jim for a while. I'll just, <laughs> I got nothing to do. I swear, I every time we're watching Star Trek and he comes up on the bridge, I'm like, go back to sick bay, Get to work. There's what nobody are you doing? down there. They all just have, you know, a bruise. Um, <laughs> I go was do on some work, McCoy. a Reddit thread recently and this was about singing but it also got me thinking about acting they were saying um who is a singer whose voice you know instantly and of course mm-hmm. mine were all you know older people like bing crosby mm-hmm. and frank sinatra and Cher and stuff like that but i was thinking you know part of why people can imitate kirk and the others so well is they had such distinctive speech patterns and mm-hmm. voices Mm-hmm. If you heard somebody whispering and saying, okay, crew, blah, 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 would you know if it was her or anybody? No, definitely not. I mean, hardly any of those people, except maybe Saru, mm-hmm. you know, he has a pretty distinctive, not his voice, but his way of speaking. Oh, right. Yes. And and I think that's part of his character develop. I think yes. development. I think he put time into that and I say good for him. Yeah, absolutely. It was really nice to see him back on uh, his planet talking with the other people, you mm-hmm. know, just like, oh, God, we're not on the ship anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. want to see some other people doing their thing and trying to make sense of the world. That was that was really good. Yep. So, you know, I'm going to keep watching it, but it's starting to feel like a chore and well, I don't like that. That's what I'm saying. I was glad to see this last episode which was more coherent than some recent ones have been and I could follow it I didn't even have to need the synopsis to tell me Mm. what was going on because they weren't doing five six plot lines and then this great character showed up who actually pushed things forward Mm -hmm. so I want more of him Okay, good. Well, I've got something to look forward to. You know, it made me think about Discovery. Remember when Jason Isaacs was on the show? Yeah. I liked him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a dynamic. He had a lot of he dynamics, did. you know. Remember when remember when Giorgio was on the show? Yeah. Mirror Giorgio. Oh my god, she was so good. She was the best thing about that show when she was on. I loved her. This this Discovery is almost and I hate to say this, more looking like a corporation than TNG did. Mm, yeah. It's it's very it's very samey. Yes. It's just uh, it's explosions and high stakes and uh, people whispering like come on stop. <laughs> that has to stop. It really is. And I bad. was glad when this article was posted about what's wrong with the sound that a number of people did say, "Yeah, that whispering drives me nuts." Yeah. Stop it. I know. I Well, it's just, it's in so many things now. Yes. When I'm watching TV, it's like I have to have the remote in my hand all the time uh-huh. to Me turn too. it up and turn it down Me just too. so I can control what's going on. Wow. Well, thank you for listening to one hour of old people complaining about stuff, <laughs> which is what I feel like hey, right kids, now. Hey, kids, get off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. I'm, old man yells at clouds. Yep. That's what I feel like. <laughs> man anyway i love star trek and i continue to love to watch reruns of star trek when it's on and see good old captain kirk and i'm really looking forward to strange new worlds because oh. i think it is going to be a breath of fresh air strange I hope new so. worlds and lower decks yes you know oh i can't wait for more lower decks oh. it's such a good show yep hmm. well i love my star trek luggage tag because <laughs> i am going to go to some strange new worlds i am sure of that and my beautiful Barcelona glasses oh. with wine in them. <laughs> oh, good. That is great. It works well, perfectly. I, I will try to get a really good picture. 
Good. I want to see what they look like yes. in real life. Yes. Um, well, I am excited about this book, this Good Omens book. I'm really just eager to dive in. I keep having to like push it away because I don't oh. want to start looking at it while we're recording I a know, show. I know. Oh, I'm so glad. Dead. You know, I thought, well, you know, she likes doing all this background oh, stuff. Yeah. And I bet it's really interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really, really good. It's great stuff. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. This is going to be our last show for 2021. And <laughs> I say good riddance year. It was <laughs> really? a bad year. Go away. Yeah, it's been lousy. But, you know, happy new year, hopeful new year yes. to everyone. Yep. And our podcast will continue as as we want to keep doing this and talking about Star Trek. And we thank you all for sticking with us and listening to the show and sending us your comments, which we do appreciate your emails and everything mm -hmm. else. It's, we really we love it. So and we I think we're spending more time on Facebook than any place else. So yeah. if you're not part of the Facebook group, come on over and say hi. Yes. Because we post all kinds of stuff there that doesn't make it onto the show for various the reasons. The stuff that gets posted, though, a lot of it is technically not the Facebook group of Look at His Butt. Oh, it's the Facebook page. The page. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Okay. Yes. That's all right. Yeah. Like the other day, I posted something I found in another Star Trek group mm -hmm. that was a really nice um, nine images of, of Kirk with drinks in his hands. Yes, I loved that. <laughs> I didn't make that. I just found it somewhere and I was like, oh, good. And in one of them, he's actually doing the thing. Where I know. He's just taking it and his lips are pursed. Mm -hmm. and I was like, yes. Yep. That was so great. Good. Yeah, that made me laugh. Uh, all right. Let us wrap it up. So uh, happy holidays, everybody. Happy Shatmas and everything else you're celebrating. And uh, we wish you the very best for 2022. We certainly do. And of course, as always, live, live long, long and, and potluck. potluck. Thank you.